0: Welcome to Insights with Sites, the Symphony of Scripture, a weekly podcast exploring the themes and contours of the weekly scripture readings. For more information about the podcast or to download the companion notes, please visit www.wickliffcollege.ca/podcast. We now join our host, the Reverend Dr. Christopher Sites.
1: For the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, we continue our readings from First Samuel, epistle texts from Second Corinthians, two short parables from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, paired in this latter case with Old Testament equivalents of parables in the form of Ezekiel's allegory concerning a great cedar with the Psalms of response keyed to these two different Old Testament readings. Last Sunday, we sought to summarize the main storyline of the Samuel material. In spite of grave threats from the Philistines and others, during Samuel's long tenure, Israel was faithfully preserved from attack yet the people feared his passing and asked for a king. Samuel warned them solemnly against this, and they rashly persisted in their request, which God granted. The conditions, however, would be a very strict obedience on their part and Saul's. In the passage which precedes ours, Just before our reading for today, we learn that God has withdrawn whatever even reluctant support he sought to give on behalf of Saul and the people's request. Saul has refused to carry out the direct command of God and Samuel, and using his handsome head, spares the most handsome portions of the spoils he had been directed to destroy. Pragmatics, good sense, aesthetics are not what God requires but obedience. When confronted by Samuel within earshot of the bleeding reserves, Saul confesses that he feared the people and acted in that spirit. He desired their approval following on from a similar occasion on his part of cutting the bed to fit his own best sense of things, offering sacrifices, a role given to Samuel. This time God's patience and Samuel's has run out. The entire complex of narratives involving Saul and the request of Israel wrongly predicated that we might be like the nations, offers a chilling tale that nevertheless raises in us sympathy, even as the moral of the story is clear. Watch what you ask for, especially out of fear, for the requirements laid down for this, are sometimes worse than waiting patiently upon the Lord. Even Samuel finds it in himself to grieve. But that doesn't change the reality. God dispatches him and he goes on what he considers a now dangerous mission. Here the coming depiction of Saul is anticipated, wherein he has become erratic, unpredictable, dangerous, unstable, Tracking out of paranoia and envy the Lord's anointed David, son of Jesse, as we will see it for the remainder of the books of Samuel. Outward appearances, strength, stature, the grandeur of nations with their battle machines and kings, these are of no interest to the Lord. Our lesson makes clear that he looks inside And the ones we do not think the world will admire, these he puts to service. David is young, untested, not the one we would instinctively choose. So too even Samuel's instincts are off. He thought the eldest son of Jesse the best candidate. But God has in view the one he has in view. And so Saul anoints him, and the Spirit comes mightily upon him. The psalm paired with this captures the sense well, now I know the Lord gives victory to his anointed. Some put trust in horses and chariots, but we call upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, give victory to your king. The other Old Testament reading is not chosen because it comes alongside is not only chosen because it comes alongside the sowing parables of the gospel lesson from Mark with its image of a sprig which becomes, in time, a noble cedar. This passage from Ezekiel is likely directly influencing the depiction, such as we find it in the parable of the mustard seed, as detailed by Mark, from smallest to greatest, This is the kingdom God is sovereignly bringing to flower. The parable in Ezekiel describes competition amongst the nations in chapter 17, the nations of Babylon and Egypt, and the last of the Davidic rulers, Jehoiakim and Zedekiah, one preserved and one blinded and hauled into captivity, caught up in machinations of warring powers. Yet in our lesson for today, from the Davidic tree brought low, God takes a sprig. It will grow on a mountaintop like the highest of all mountains, the Mount Zion in Micah 4. And all the birds of the air will find shelter in it. In Ezekiel and again in Daniel, the reference here is to the nations of the earth." So the phrase emerges in Mark as, so that the birds of the air can make their nest in its shade, that is the shade of the great mustard plant with the tiniest and most improbable of beginnings. In the kingdom Jesus is bringing, and whose inner truth he is explaining privately to his disciples, all the nations of the earth will in time find place and shelter in its shade the first parable speaks of the need for sowing the word and after that god produces the growth in ways hidden and mysterious the second parable speaks of the mystery whereby something seemingly small and insignificant is by design in root to becoming a plant capable of sheltering all the nations. In a funny way, the reading from 1 Samuel, the choosing of the boy David, unlikely as it is, fits here as well. David must be brought into view, for no one bothered to let him pass before Samuel, and yet this is the one who will become king and will portend the coming of King Jesus himself. The Psalm Chosen for this tract to Ezekiel reading, speaks of the righteous flourishing like great trees, the palm and cedar, because planted in the house of God's purposes, they shall be green and succulent. Mark's double parable, the seed growing secretly and the mustard seeds grand outcome, belongs in a much longer section beginning at the start of chapter four with the familiar parable of the soils, rocky, thorny, and good and rich. Quick growth in rocky soil is enthusiastic but not sustainable, and thorny growth is hampered at the outset. But good soil produces good growth, and it happens mysteriously and resolutely according to the mystery of God's designing just as when we observe the soil all by itself producing by stages, stalk, then head, and full grain. At the beginning of chapter 4, Jesus tells the disciples gathered around him that the parables can have the effect of closing years, and Ezekiel and Isaiah are the prophets who precede him in just this truth. But to those close to him, the true meaning is given so that comprehension is possible and so that growth in good soil will occur. Even if mustard-sized, the way ahead is prepared. Mark puts us, the readers, in a position to come alongside these privately taught disciples. In the good soil, it is our privilege close to Jesus to inhabit. In our epistle reading, we see one of those remarkable places where, though it's a serial reading crossing the main terrain of 2 Corinthians, we nevertheless find a remarkable symphonic fit with 1 Samuel and the gospel and even Ezekiel 17. We walk by faith and not by sight. We regard no one from a human point of view. In the language of First Samuel, God looks inside on the heart. God is taking care of the smallest of our comprehension and seeing to its growth according to his purposes. This way of walking in faith means much is hidden from our view. But for St. Paul, this is not a hindrance, but belongs to an entirely new way of thinking and living. We are no longer living for ourselves, as he puts it, but have been transported into a new soil where God is bringing about the growth. We have a king who is not our heart's desire, nor our fears longing, but is the one God has called forth from the baggage where his eye alone sees. This is not seeing from a human point of view, but for Paul can only be described with something like the language of new creation. Old and familiar patterns, let us be like the nations, are passing away. The kingdoms of Jehoiakim and Zedekiah will have been brought low, but a sprig no larger than a mustard seed is all that God needs to produce the noble cedar of his kingdom. We are given the secrets of the kingdom that his parables otherwise veil by sitting at his feet. There the good soil is, there the secret growth from stalk to head to full grain begins, and there a cedar capable of sheltering all the nations makes its way into the heavens itself. Jesus is himself the sprig, the mustard seed, the ruddy David behind the baggage, the first stalk, and he is at the same time the noble cedar in which is room for all the nations on earth to find shelter, who look to him as Lord
0: and King. We hope you enjoyed Insights with Sights, the symphony of scripture. For archived episodes and notes, please visit www.wickliffcollege.ca slash podcast. Thank you and we hope you tune in again. This podcast is a ministry of Wycliffe College at the University of Toronto.